Previously on In The Moment. They're in media. They're on Instagram. They're all over the place. Just being disingenuous. Constantly lying about who they are, about what they've been through, about where they're going. And it's sad and it's unfortunate because there are a lot of people out here who listen to try to find a better way and to try to be inspired. And for whatever reason, the masses always tend to go towards the person that's full of it. And those are the people that will make you believe that a lot of things are not possible that actually are. I've been surrounded by those people my entire life, and I always said to myself, when I get into a position to where people listen to me, I will not do that. And I never have, and I never will. So be careful of the false prophets, be careful of the fakes, but just always know, it don't matter what you're going through, where you are, or who's around you, you can make something of yourself. Period. Who's next? All right, let's get down to business. So I touched a little bit on Dave Chappelle last week. And I feel like I said enough. However, there was a situation that occurred on the Bird Show where so many of y'all hit me up wanting to talk about it and wanting to tell me that you're proud of me, you're happy that I expressed myself in the way that I did, and I appreciate everyone who reached out. And then someone said, yo, you killed that on the Bird Show. Why didn't you say it on your podcast? And the reason I didn't say it on my podcast is because there was no one to challenge me on my podcast, so I didn't think it was necessary. But being that I got that message, maybe I was wrong. So I'll make it pretty clear here as well. I'm not saying that I agree with all of the things that Dave Chappelle is saying and doing. But there is one aspect to what he's doing that I think people outside of the black community may not understand. And that's okay. Some people will say that he's punching down on a certain group of people in order to lift another group of people up. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that's low-hanging fruit. I don't think that's what the man is doing. There are times in life when you have to utilize real-time examples in order to truly get through to someone and help them see what should already be clear. People do that every day. Intelligent people are really good at that. It's necessary. You don't necessarily want to throw someone under the bus in order to get on the bus. But I'd be lying and you'd be ignorant to say that that has not been necessary a lot of times in life. And when I felt like that message was not getting across for whatever reason it wasn't in my mind, well, I had to do what I had to do. And when I said that I do believe that this man is shining a light on things within the black community that need to happen especially someone in his position, I meant that. And when someone who is not a part of the black community says, no, he's not, or I don't see how that's happening, they're not willing to listen. It's the only way that can be explained, because it's pretty clear. So I said on the show that John Gruden was once the coach of the Raiders. They found some emails where he said some disrespectful things towards a black man. And they basically said, we have to do some investigating. They found some emails where he said some disrespectful things towards the LGBTQ community. He was fired immediately. 
The baby said some things that were disrespectful toward the same community. Everyone went out their way to cancel him. They talked about him on every platform. And I said, Justin Bieber used the N-word in a hook. Twice. No one said a word. That's what he's shining a light on. That's nothing against the LGBTQ community, of course. Both communities deserve their full and utmost respect. But you cannot be mad at a black man for feeling like, hey, we've been trying a little longer and a little harder for a little less of it all, and we still don't have it. That's how I took it. And if you want to ignore that, that's fine. But you can't be mad at a black man for calling you out for ignoring it. And then I heard some people say that Dave Chappelle is a bully. Well, he's a bully for saying that he doesn't think someone is funny. Well, that's his exact point. If a black man says that someone else is not funny, that's not black, well, there's an uproar and he's a bully. Even though she said things first. How is the bully the person who got punched in the face and defended themselves? That's something that black people have been going through for years. I'm not going to stay here long because I don't like to talk about race all the time. But it is. You throw the first jab, black person responds, the black person's the bully and the monster. Meanwhile, people of other races have done these things all the time and it's no big deal. You're doing it to Dave Chappelle. No one's calling you a bully. The irony in it all. And it's exactly what the man is saying. How are you missing the message? Because you don't want to see it, but it's pretty clear. I talked about Givenchy. Same thing. They're out here making noose necklaces. All of these clothing brands have disrespected black people for years, time and time again. And I said last week, I need my people to step up too. But at the same time, we know who the leaders of these clothing brands are. They don't give a shit how black people feel or how they treat black people. But here we are stating how we feel. It's a problem. I didn't see any outrage about the noose necklaces. Tyson Fury, heavyweight champion of the world. I put a lot of money on Tyson Fury in his last fight against Deontay Wilder. And if I'm being honest with y'all, they was killing me for it. How are you going to bet against the black man? That's the thing in the black community. You can't be black and bet against the black man. And that's normally true. However, Deontay be making us look bad. <laughs> Just the way he handles himself. But I'm not going to get into all of that here because it's not about sports. But I put all this money on Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury won. Now, I'm not betting on you based off of your race. I don't care. I'm betting on you based off who I think is going to win. And I thought Tyson Fury was going to win, and he did win. And though my own people made me feel bad about betting on him, I felt good because I won. You know, the first thing Tyson Fury did, he let somebody record him while he was singing Biggie, and he said the N-word right there on camera. Who cares, right? Was there an uproar? Nope. I saw one tweet about it. I still haven't heard anybody talk about it. This man, a heavyweight champion of the world, and when they were about to fight, his whole thing was, don't make this about race. This is not about black versus white. This is about me versus him, and I respected that. I like that. This, that's, that's a fact. It's just two men. Who cares? Then the first thing you do is if you don't know, now you know. And said it comfortably, confidently, like he'd been black for years. And the thing is, I'm not even mad at the man being in this house saying the word. I'm not. Know why? Man, please. Happens all the time. But to see it on video and not care, and no one else care, that don't tell you something? What if he would have said another slur towards a different community? Pick one. Oh, I got a feeling things would have went a little different. Floyd Mayweather. Say what you want about the man. I really don't care. I'm not the biggest fan. 
He's a great boxer. That's what I respect him as, a boxer. But he said he didn't want to take pictures with a guy who had his fingernails painted. Boy, that thing was trending so damn fast. I saw it trending five minutes after I saw the video, and I'm not mad at that. He deserves whatever comes to him for it. Shouldn't have said that. It's not cool. Who cares if the man's fingernails is painted? That's just me. I don't care what you do with your body, your personal time. I don't care. You're a fan of mine. I'm a fan of yours. I don't care. However, that energy to get his ass out of here was so different than it was to get Tyson Fury out of here, who is currently boxing. You can't hurt Floyd. What are you going to do? He don't even want to fight no more. Tyson, the heavyweight champ, right now, no one cared that that man disrespected an entire race of people. Know why? Because that entire race of people was black. I ain't here to hurt nobody's feelings. I'm just here to talk, man. I may be wrong, but I am starting to feel like you can get canceled for anything other than racism. As long as you are only offending the black community, you will be fine. How can you be mad at a black man doing his best to shine a light on that? Willing to have open dialogue about it. Because like I said, we should get to a point where we can have these kind of conversations without hating each other. But let's talk about it. Don't make people run from it. Don't take away people's freedom of speech simply because you don't like them or you don't think they're funny for whatever reason you do. So they shouldn't speak now. They shouldn't defend their community. I don't even know if Dave Chappelle thinks the black people are on his side. I don't think he cares. Dave Chappelle, the only dude to this day, I done seen go out there and call black women black bitches and the black women still laugh. If you black, you know that's a no-no. You ain't getting that off. I looked over at all the black women I was around when he said it. They was laughing. I said, oh, this man is different. <laughs> hey, most of us would have died that night. He trying everybody. I had quite a few people in the LGBTQ community hit me up personally and tell me, Mo, you did a better job than Dave Chappelle did of shining the light on what he was trying to say without offending us, even though I wasn't truly offended by what Dave did either. And I'm not saying that this is the entire community, of course. But I'm always all ears whenever someone in a different community tells me how I made their community feel. I personally think that's important. Because I'm black. Shit. I know the struggle. (laughs) If anybody know. And I like the fact that they felt like, yo, you got that across like a damn legend. Like a hero. I felt good about that. Makes me feel like it's possible. So maybe Dave ain't do it in the best way. But if I got the message and I'm going to try to get it across in my own way, well, didn't we get somewhere? Even if you got it through me and not him. That's the point of it all. That man is fighting for something that a lot of you couldn't even possibly understand, especially if you're not black. Which goes back to my original point of there's a ton of people who have so much to say about things they have no idea what they're talking about. There's so much in life that you simply cannot speak on. It's so important to know when to fire off and when to just keep it in the holster. Yo, it's not your fight. And boy, ever since they've just pretty much given everybody a platform, that has been lost. And it makes it so hard to go some damn where today because everybody got a platform and everybody is just firing off about some shit they don't know what they're talking about. So to everyone who's always wondered why Mo don't speak up on everything, there you go. Because I don't know every damn thing. (laughs) 
Somebody once told me the person doing all the talking, the person who feels or seems like they know everything in the room is always the person who knows the least. The person doing the least amount of talking is usually the person who knows the most. So I'm going to be honest with y'all. Ever since I heard that in every room I've ever been in, I've always been happy to be the guy to do the least amount of talking. Because in the end, I know I'll do the most amount of knowing. But either way, you can't take away people's freedom of speech. And if you don't understand the fight, that's fair. But that don't mean that you should be in the fight. Because there's way more space in the stands to watch the fight than there is in the ring to be in the fight. And there's a reason for that. Who's next? I went out and I wanted to watch the Tyson Fury fight. And it turned out that I was there with Tyson Fury's family. It was crazy. I show up to this spot. I ain't gonna lie, I look hood. Look like I was on Martin Luther King Boulevard. And I got out. Shout out to my father. That's who I was with. And he was looking like, nah. <laughs> and my father at that age where if he got to question it, then he know he don't need to be there. And I'm not mad at that. But I looked at him. I said, yo, we don't have a lot of options. We're going to miss this fight. So we going in here. And a white dude comes out. And he's dripping to the nines. Just you could tell he got money. Swag different. Not the kind of like chains all crazy. Nah. One really nice chain, nice hat. He's just getting it. And he looked at us as we were walking in, and he said, yo, I know. I thought the same thing, but we good in here. And I said, wait, huh? Oh, this is going to be my guy for the rest of the night. The fact that he even knew that that was the look. So we walked in, and he had a table, and our table happened to be right behind his table. So his people are walking in. He's like, yo, what's up with you? I said, what's up with you, my dude? And we start talking. He said, I'm Tyson Fury's cousin. I said, don't, don't start this. This is why I'm thinking. People are full of it. Here we go. And he said, no, I'm serious. I said, yeah, right. I'm Deontay Wilder's cousin then. That's what we're doing. And he laughed. He's like, oh, <laughs> you're a funny guy. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I get that a lot. <laughs> and he pulls out his phone. And he's like, I'm going to FaceTime him right now. I'm like, man, you full of shit. The man is about to fight. He's got a heavyweight fight. Before I can finish my sentence, I see Tyson Fury on the other end of the phone. Yo. I said, well, yo. Tyson Fury is sitting on the couch. With his legs crossed in shorts, chilling. They just showed Deontay Wilder sweating his ass off. Tyson Fury has like women around him. He's chilling. He said, I just tell this guy, but you're my cousin. He doesn't believe me. So he puts the phone to me and Tyson goes, hey, what's up, man? And I'm like, yo, give me another $3,000 on Tyson Fury. This man is way too relaxed. And his whole family is here. So once they found out I was betting on Tyson Fury and everybody I was with was betting on Deontay. Oh, I was the man. They was bringing me drinks. They was bringing me grapes. It was crazy. But the whole night we talking, we chopping it up. Make a long story short, turns out these dudes is full of money. And he said they were all gypsies. I'm saying that he said that because I am not saying that. But he said, yo, we're gypsies. Four of his guys were bare knuckle brawlers. And he's like, we all grew up with a Fury family. And then I heard one dude get up and go, yo, come with me outside, Mo. I said, huh? What's outside? He was like, I, I need you to judge a race. Judge a race? It's like, yeah, man, I got a Lamborghini, and this guy has some Ford S3045X19G67, and he thinks he can beat me. Then dude gets up and goes, yo, I'll put a million on it right now. And he's like, then come outside. And they start walking outside. And I said, what the fuck is going on? This is way too much money. Just happening right here in front of me. And on top of that, I'm like, 
is 43 beers on the table, fam. Y'all about to go race a Lamborghini drunk for a million dollars? I want no parts of this. But as we were going outside, I was convincing them to do it tomorrow. Because I was like, yo, man, y'all drunk. Man, it's stupid. Y'all shouldn't do that. And they looked at me like, like I had idea of the year and shit. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. Let's just go back inside. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay. So we went back inside. And, well, I turned out to regret that because I didn't get to see the race. I thought I was going to see it tomorrow. But we go back inside. And when we go back inside, I see one of the dudes in the group kind of getting into it with the security guard over something. Security guard grabbed his shirt. Now, mind you, this place hood. It's nothing but black people in here. They're the only white guys in here. But they're also my only friends. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, this ain't cool. And there's no more security, or at least I thought. Then finally, this one dude started getting into it with the security guard. He's getting it rocking. Now, I've seen about eight security guards come from out of nowhere. I didn't even know they were there. Black shirts coming from everywhere. And then the whole table got up. They all looked like, oh, shit, here we go. So before the Tyson Fury fight happens, I'm watching Tyson Fury's family get it rocking in this ball with the security guards. And they end up getting the fight outside and the cops come. It was this whole thing. And I was like, no one's going to believe this. So I recorded the entire thing. Not really the guy to record violence, to be honest with you. I think it's corny, but I did because I'm like, who going to believe this shit? But now I never got to get my man number. I wanted to keep in touch with him. He was funny as hell. This dude was hilarious. Had me dying all night. And I don't know how to get in contact with him. I got to slide in Tyson Fury's DMs. Or at least that was my plan until I saw him. If you don't know, now you know. I don't know what to do. Guess it wasn't meant to be. Now's how my night ended. But I did make a nice little chunk of change over Tyson Fury that night. One in a million, though. Who's next? I Jada Pinkett Smith is in the news again. And... It's funny to me because she's talking basically about how her and Will Smith don't have sex and they're trying to figure out their whole sexual life. And and I was bugging because I'm like, yo, Jada and Will went all of these years making everybody wonder. They didn't know anything about them. And now, in all that time, I was like, damn, man, I want to know what's going on. Like, why they don't give us nothing? This is great. This is how it should be. But I want to know. Now that they're giving us everything, I'm like, yo, yo, it's too much. Go back. Somebody need to put this genie back in the bottle. Ever since August, and I ain't talking about the month, it's just been crazy. There's too much information coming from Will and Jada. Now Jada's out here talking to Gwyneth Paltrow about why it's hard to maintain a sex life with Will. And they're both talking about, oh, he should be able to read my mind. I don't get it. Read my mind. Read my mind. Ladies, listen. Hey, psychics, mediums, clairvants, they be lying sometime. And they tell you they can read things. Men have been telling you for centuries, we can't read your mind. And I still won't believe it. What we got to do? And I know who to blame for this. And you'll find out during the song of the week. But I wish Jada would stop. I don't want to know that she's still having dreams about Tupac while she's with Will. I don't want to know that. I was cool with them being where they were. That red table is the devil. That red table got to be sitting somewhere in hell. I'm telling you, man. It's red for a reason. We cannot read your mind. And whoo, thank God. But stop believing that this is a thing. I promise you, that man cannot read 
You're mine. Who's next? All right, let's keep it 100. I just want the truth in everything you say. Pain inside my heart that you can't take away. Staying in line with what Jada was talking about, which pretty much felt like being in a marriage where there's no sex. Hey, I got a lot of friends in that situation. <laughs> and I'm not saying that this is relative to them, but what I am going to say is, if we're keeping it 100, I feel like way too many people spend too much time in a relationship that's over. Hey, it's over. I don't know who needs to hear that, but it's over. Walk away. I know we fresh into cuffing season and we are talking about people staying in relationships that they really don't want to be in. Sometimes it takes for a person to leave a relationship and be like, oh, my God, I should have done it sooner. If you're in a relationship that you know you shouldn't be in, which I hear all the time, walk away. Walk away. Life is short. I know it's hard. It's hard as hell. It's not easy. It is not easy, but it doesn't get easier. It's never the right time to say goodbye. You know how many people be like, yo, I'm going to just wait until, until the fourth quarter of the game. Then the game over. Yo, I'm going to just do it next week. Next week come. Yo, you know what? Christmas is coming. Christmas come. Yo, you know what? I'm going to just do it after, after Valentine's Day because if I do it before that, it's crazy. Valentine's Day come. Yo, spring break. Yo, listen, man. Walk away. Not only for you, for the person you're with. It's okay. You can get up out of there. I know people that are in relationships with people who can't do anything right because you already hate them. Ladies, y'all know I'm mostly talking to y'all. Because <laughs> ladies typically leave a relationship long before they leave a relationship. Men don't know no better sometimes. She been gone. She just showing up to the house, but she ain't there. I know women in this situation. The man can't do anything right because you already hate him. You ever listen to her, talk to her friends? Girl, this man woke up this morning. Oh, my God, I am done. Can you believe it? He going to get up talking about good morning. Oh, oh. Can I get you breakfast? No, what you can do is get out. That's what you can get me. That man can't do nothing right. <laughs> man can't even wake up. He can't even breathe. He walk in the room breathing. Oh, just leave, man. I never understood this. Before I'm somewhere telling Gwyneth Paltrow about <laughs> how my sex life with my wife is trash because she can't read my mind, I'm leaving. <laughs> and I'm not saying this to say it's easy because it's not. It's not. But so many of us stay in relationships way too long. So I don't know who needs to hear this, but... If you need a push, man, get the hell up out of there. We had a caller on the Bird Show call talking about, yo, I want to divorce my husband. I don't know what to do because we going to a party this weekend and I'm trying to make up an excuse for him not to go. I got to, like, start an argument. And I'm like, well, telling him you want a divorce is the perfect one. What better material do you have to start an argument other than, hey, I want a divorce? That's the one right there. I don't know too many people going with your ass to a party after you tell them you want a divorce. What are you still looking for? Leave. It's okay. It's okay. Sometimes you end up going out there and seeing there's nothing there. You come back, that's fine. Sometimes you go out there and be by yourself. Learn yourself, love yourself, lead yourself. It's also okay. And sometimes you go out there and find your prince charming or your queen to be. Whatever the case. But we have to start normalizing walking away. Period. Who's next? 
Song of the week goes to Avant. Avant once made this song. He's an R&B artist from back in the day called Read Your Mind. And here's what he said. I can read your mind. problem this is where shit all went downhill when avant told whoever he told i can read your mind i know what you're thinking and it's all right i don't know what avant was smoking but avant made every woman on the planet think that this was actually a possibility i'm here to shut this shit down ladies avant and mel gibson cannot read your mind okay i'm sorry one was a movie one was an idiot not possible (laughs) hey Avant should have never made this song. It's the same dude who said, I only got four minutes, and it made the song called Four Minutes, and the song was like four minutes and ten seconds. You couldn't even make this four-minute song four minutes? Who's listening to you? You clearly don't know the value of time. I promise you, it's a great song. Avant was a great singer, and he used to throw them little ladies' nights concerts with Genuine, Jagged Edge, and all of them. It was, it was lit. It was ladies everywhere. It was a great time. But then that man used to come out, I can read your mind, man. And the girl, ah! no, 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 no. It's not all right. I don't know what you're thinking. I'm stressed. It's frustrating. I'm trying. I promise you I'm trying. You keep telling me it's nothing. I'm fine. I know both are a lie. And I can't read your mind. And I want to make this work because I love you, but you are killing me. That's what the hook should be. And if Avant doesn't fix that, then damn it, it's going to have to be me. Who's next? I've always wanted to do something that was like kind of for the ladies because I know a lot of ladies listen to my podcast. Hey, I love y'all, man. Ain't nothing like having women who listen to you as a man. And I talk to the fellas too all the time, but men talking to men, that always happens. Not as often in life do you have a genuine opportunity for a man to talk to women. And so I want to start a segment where I just give women a little something from a man that maybe you haven't heard before, maybe no one's ever given you. And the first one I wanted to touch on was this. 